What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to First and Ten Podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode six. We're moving right along here. Um, before I get into this episode, uh, guys, we made it. I'm. We made it. This is amazing. Uh, the the website that I run through my podcast is called Anchor, and uh, I've officially started accepting support. So you guys can subscribe to me now. Uh, for like, you know, monthly payments and stuff like that, so that's pretty cool. Um, obviously you don't have to, I don't care, but I just think it's really interesting how fast I grew. All I did was just post on social media about my podcast and people have listened and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, this is just something for fun, obviously. Um, but the fact that I've grew a good amount in the past month, I really... I'm really happy about it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I hope you guys are as well. Um, today's topic is where I think uh, the quarterbacks for every team will land. Like where every quarterback will land in 2022. So these are my starters for 2022. Uh, I think it's I. This list is purely based off of where I think is best fit. Um, I feel like, uh, I'd say majority of the crazy ones are, like, really not likely to happen, but I think it'd be very good for the league. I think this offseason's going to be absolutely wild. I hope it is wild. Um, I feel like we're going to see a decent amount of QB changes. I don't think my list is going to portray it as well, like, as, you know, good as other people's, but I just went off purely best fit and kind of ignored cap space and stuff like that, but... Some sometimes I did include it in the situation, but yeah. Uh, getting started with the NFC East, uh, the Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, and uh, Washington Commanders. I don't see any of these teams having a new quarterback. Um, for the Giants, I see Brian Dabble working really well with Daniel Jones, or at least uh, experimenting with him. I wouldn't say Dabble just gets rid of him right away without trying anything. Uh, under one season with him. Dak Prescott, obviously, the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys, uh, I've talked in like other situations where uh, they just, on paper, their team is amazing. You know, like, the, the offensive line, their running backs, their quarterback, their receivers are arguably the best in the game uh, as a collective group. Um, and that defense went nuts this year. Micah Parsons was a great pick, obviously. Um, I didn't expect, you know, the Cowboys' defense to improve that much. And with the cap space they have, they'll definitely improve more on defense. So Dak has no and, – and the Cowboys in general, they have no reason to fail, in my opinion. I think most of it has been on poor coaching from McCarthy. Um, if you think about it, McCarthy came from the Packers. So um, – yeah, I mean, it was mostly like, most of the coaches under Aaron Rodgers were just, you know, carried by Aaron Rodgers, if you think about it. They had some, like, McCarthy was a good coach. He wasn't great. But, yeah, uh, I think that if the Cowboys fix some things up, they could be a contender for sure. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's good. Like, really good. But if you look at the Eagles roster, who does he have to throw to other than Dallas Goddard? Like, Jalen Rager was probably one of the worst picks I've seen. And 
the fact that we have clips of the Vikings being absolutely shocked from when they saw that the Eagles took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, it just shows how much worse of a pick it is. Um, Hurts is a great talent, but he needs help. The Eagles have a good old line, but they have no weapons for the guy. You get, like, Devontae Smith is young, and he's probably going to be good. But, you know, you need a little more than just a rookie receiver and a half-decent tight end. Um, Hurst's legs showed off this year. I think he had 10 touchdowns rushing. So, that's amazing. Um, but I could see Philly, honestly, with the new, with their new, um, with their new uh, front office and everything, just their new staff in general, I think they could push for a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Um, but I don't see them landing him. Purely because Wilson, first of all, never had interest in Philly. But um, you never know, honestly. But um, also, I don't think Wilson would be a good fit there. Uh, Washington, I think they stick with Heineke. Similar to the similar to Philly situation where... Uh, not many of the quarterbacks that are going to be going around are going to be interested in going to Washington, first of all. And I don't feel like many of them would fit in that uh, scenario, like Derek Carr or Carson Wentz or whoever you could see moving around. I don't think these guys would end up anywhere, uh, uh, end up in Washington. Uh, I didn't mention that at the beginning, but this will probably be a little bit of a longer episode just because I'm going through almost every team. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Or maybe I'll just do NFC today. I don't know. Nah, let's do it all. Why not? Uh, NFC North. Chicago Bears. Obviously running with Justin Fields. Uh, Fields made a great connection with Darnell Mooney this year. Uh, I think Allen Robinson definitely on the move, though. Um, I can't see uh, the Bears getting rid of him, obviously. I could definitely see them trying to get rid of Nick Foles uh, just to clear up money, but I don't know who would take him for that kind of... That contract is really expensive for a terrible backup quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Detroit, Jared Goff, I think they roll with him. Uh, Goff was very promising this year, actually. If they go get out, uh, they if the Lions go out and get a big uh, receiver like Michael Gallup or maybe Mike Williams on the cheaper side, Chris Godwin is definitely the push, but maybe not likely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Goff could be successful there. Uh, St. Brown was obviously a big breakout at the end of the year. DeAndre Swift always promising. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson very consistent. Um, the Lions have a solid offense, and Jared Goff is proving that he can still be a starter in the league, so I think the Lions still, still stick with him. Now, this is where it gets crazy. Um, based off of the Vikings' rumors and stuff like that, and if they don't stick with Kirk Cousins, I think they will. But if they don't, I could definitely see them pushing for someone like Derek Carr. And the reason why I have Derek Carr in Minnesota is because he would show out in Minnesota. If you look at Derek Carr with the Raiders, okay, Hunter Renfro started breaking out like the three, like you know, second half of the year, I guess, the first three quarters. He did. He had a great season. Okay. Darren Waller's hurt on and off kind of thing. The, and he, Derek Carr put up phenomenal stats, even with this atrocious Raiders team. With all the coaching situations, all these players, you know, getting fined and arrested and nearly killed, you know. Um, 
the Raiders didn't have a, a, de a good enough supporting cast for Derek Carr, and Derek Carr still put up good stats year in and year out. He's a phenomenal leader. If he goes to Minnesota, he's got an offense to work with. And yeah, the Vikings don't have the best defense, but if the Vikings build on it and build around Derek Carr, that team's elite. There's no question about it. Dalvin Cook would, you know, Derek Carr would feed Dalvin Cook all he wants, but then if he doesn't, if he has to throw, he's got two of the most reliable receivers, arguably the best receiving duo in the NFL, with Adam Thielen, the vet, and Justin Jefferson, the stud. Justin Jefferson's probably a top two receiver right now. You know, maybe behind, right behind Devontae Adams, in my opinion. Derek Carr would feast over there, in my opinion. I just, I see it happening. Um, the Packers. Oh, boy. I don't see it being Jordan Love. And I've got Rodgers going somewhere else. And I'll get into that later. The Packers started quarterback, in my opinion, is Carson Wentz. This is so weird. I know this is so out of the blue. Um, it, to me, it's best fit because Wentz needs to, the Colts hate Wentz. That's, that's the, that's the first situation. Second of all, Wentz could go to the Packers and as like a last chance. And for Matt LaFleur, they could, he could prove that they're both still good at their jobs. So, you know, a lot of people have been bashing Matt LaFleur because, you know, he's just piggybacking. Like I said before, he's piggybacking off of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are because of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are good because of Aaron Rodgers. Matt LaFleur has had, what was it, like three thirteen and 3 records with that in his first three years as a head coach because of Aaron Rodgers. And that might be true. Because honestly, if we look at the games where Rodgers has been hurt for a couple weeks and Jordan Love comes in, LaFleur and the Packers have been atrocious. Like, bottom of the barrel bad. You know, and Carson Wentz is looking for redemption. I think he could work well with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and, you know, Robert Tunyon. I think those younger receivers want to prove themselves as well. Um, by the way, I had Devontae Adams going somewhere as well, but not he's not staying in Green Bay in my opinion. Or, or just for best fit-wise. Uh, NFC South... I have the Falcons rolling with Matt Ryan. I'd say this is probably Matt's last year in Atlanta, or maybe overall, I don't know. But I think the Falcons definitely could go after a quarterback in this draft, or uh, definitely some defensive players early. But uh, I feel like this is uh, this is the year where the Falcons need to decide if they're pushing all in or they're backing all out. They need to see if they're going to roll with Ryan – they need to load up and push for a championship right now for Ryan. That's the only way I see the Falcons keeping Ryan in the best fit. But if they're going to rebuild, I see you get rid of Ryan. It's the only way. Um, the Panthers, I can't see them getting a quarterback, honestly. I could see, I don't know, maybe Kirk Cousins. Like, I heard the rumors recently, but I don't think they get anyone. I think they stick with Sam Darnold. Um... I know the Panthers don't really like him, and Darnold wasn't really productive this year, but again, it was his first year. You never really know, but uh, actually, no, what am I saying? Uh, Darnold stinks, honestly, but I don't know. Uh, I definitely don't think the Panthers get a quarterback, though. Maybe in the draft, but I could definitely see them starting Sam Darnold at the beginning of the season. Um, Tampa Bay. This was an interesting one because of the rumors we've heard. 
Um, this one is probably very not likely, but I love the fit. Uh, I have the Buccaneers going with Russell Wilson. And the reason why I have the Buccaneers taking Russell Wilson is because um, Wilson wants one more. At least one more, right? Um, obviously, the Buccaneers have an all-around extremely, extremely talented team. But the problem is, for this one, I'd say is cap space. Uh, Wilson is worth a lot, but the Buccaneers have a lot of guys they need to re-sign, which is why I don't think it'll happen. But I love the fit because if the Buccaneers get someone like Russell Wilson, I think they become immediate contenders again. Because right now, people are having Buc- the Bucks like outside the top 10 because they lost Tom Brady, obviously. But if they get someone like Russell Wilson, I'd say it's game over, in my opinion. Um, I could definitely see them going for someone like Carson Wentz. Um... Or maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. But I have... That brings me to the Saints, actually. I have Jimmy G going to the Saints. Only because he fits a similar play style to, to Breeze. I don't think the Saints will be successful at all. I don't think Garoppolo will be good at all. Um, it's clear the 49ers are getting rid of him. But... Um, it just... I mean, obviously Garoppolo is nowhere near on the same level as Breeze. But it's just like... Um, their defensive coordinator became the new head coach. It's like, let's just keep the culture same kind of thing. It's like, I can't... I could definitely see the Saints drafting a quarterback, but I, I could see if they bring... Whoever they bring in will start the season. Um, Like, whoever they sign, if free agency, if they do. Um, NFC West, I got Kyler Murray staying with the Cardinals, obviously. I think this is, this is the last chance for him and Clint Kingsbury because they've had some extremely talented teams, and they've... Fumbled the bag almost every time. Um, I could see Kyler leaving in the next two or three years, honestly. Going somewhere else and being a lot more successful. But we'll see. The Rams, obviously Matt Stafford. See if they'll run it back. Seattle. This was interesting because I don't think Seattle is in a contender kind of mode right now. I think they're definitely in the rebuild situation. Um, I could see them going for one of those young backups who still has a lot to prove, even though they already had a chance, and rebuild off him. Similar, it's like uh, bringing in a Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Fitzpatrick for a couple of years just to sustain a team and uh, draft a quarterback maybe, and just build off of that, or maybe see what that backup has and see if they can lead the team. I have Seattle grabbing Marcus Mariota, and I could see Mariota starting. The reason why is because he's been pretty talented when he's filled in for Derek Carr on the Raiders, and he's done well with the Titans in the past, but he struggled, obviously, at the end of the year, um, like the last couple of years. But Mariota fits the scheme of this mobile, uh, versatile quarterback that the Seahawks clearly like with Russell Wilson. And if they lose him, he'd be a cheap replacement. Obviously, they have Geno Smith. They could run with him, too. Um, I could see either one of them starting for the Seahawks and just seeing what they have in those guys and going off of that. Maybe they do need to draft a quarterback. Maybe they just need a, a clean sweep and rebuild all like in completely. Um, Seattle is honestly a toss up for me. But uh, moving on to the 49ers, I think it's time for the Trey area or Bay area or whatever the heck you want to call it. I think Trey Lance has a lot of potential. Um. He struggled here and there on uh, in college. His accuracy, 
is eh. He he does have a great arm talent. Again, that two-way versatile quarterback type kind of guy. He can run, he can pass, and that's what the, the Niners need. Because Jimmy G couldn't extend plays. Jimmy Garoppolo would just simply sit in the pocket uh, and just take sacks. And it was absolutely useless to the, to the 49ers, so... Yeah, Trey Lance could save the 49ers, honestly. And they if he develops in the, a year or two, they'll be similar to, like, the Chiefs, where they have this young, super-talented team um, with a lot of potential, and they just they become contenders year in and year out. Um, moving to the AFC. AFC East. The Pats obviously got Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones... You see a lot of... Uh, you know, Tom Brady comparisons. I say, like, play style-wise, yeah. The leadership is getting there. Mac Jones is a very focused, quiet guy now. Uh, under Bill Belichick, I like that a lot. Uh, the Patriots have a lot of uh, upside, uh, especially in free agency, if they actually go out and get a receiver for Mac Jones and obviously build up that defense still because that defense is very consistent, I feel like, at least top 10. The Jets rolling with Zach Wilson. Zach has a lot of potential. I like Zach Wilson. He might be the best out of the rookie class last year. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is on the Jaguars. You can't really decide for him yet. Zach did struggle, but also it's the Jets. You know, it, a lot of these rookies, like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, you can't really judge them yet because of the teams they're on. And if their teams build properly, these quarterbacks could be phenomenal. So, Zach Wilson for the Jets. Miami was tough. Miami was tough because I didn't know if Brian Flores was staying and all that stuff. And when I saw he got fired, I'm like, wow. Uh, So, when he didn't get fired, if he didn't get fired, I would have said the Dolphins would have pushed for Deshaun Watson. But because of that, I think um, the 49ers offense coordinator coming to Miami and being their new head coach, he's got a, a great mind. You look at what he did with Debo. Um, he'll do the same thing with Jalen Waddle. He'll bring the best out of Tua possible. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is still solid. Um, so I think Tua stays there. And then in Buffalo, obviously, they have Josh Allen. Josh is competing with Mahomes for probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and fantasy football-wise, I think he's led the, uh, NF- the fantasy in points both in the past two years. Um, that's actually insane. Josh Allen is what he's like a nightmare. He's six. He's like what six foot five and two hundred forty pounds or something like that. He doesn't care to run people over. He's absolutely nuts. His arm talent is insane. His IQ is insane. Um, Josh will probably be the only thing that's in Mahomes' way for the next you know ten years. It'll be like a Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry kind of thing. Uh, AFC North, Pittsburgh. They got Brian Flores, and this is exactly why I think they pushed for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson would be perfect in Pittsburgh only because of how young and talented that team is. If you look at that offense, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, you know Pat Fryermuth. You put Deshaun Watson in that offense. Deshaun actually has options Options now. He can run the ball. He can throw to these reliable weapons. In Houston, he had DeAndre Hop- Hopkins. That's it. 
You know, it was either Watson scrambling for his life, looking for the short pass, or him actually running the ball, or a pass to Andre Hopkins, which is basically almost a completed pass every single time, because Hopkins is arguably a top five, top seven. I'd say he fell a little bit just because of this year, but um, Hopkins is a top ten talent for sure. Um, but Watson could go to Pittsburgh and redeem himself for sure. Obviously, off the field, not a good man. If these allegations are true, we don't know yet. Um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of these guys with these mistakes they're making. It's like Derek Carr put it perfectly. Actually, he said, "You hate, you love the person, you hate the action." You know, I mean, John Gruden was a great coach, but because of what he did, a lot of guys had to go against him because you can't root for someone like that, you can't support someone like that, that's terrible, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson, you know, Deshaun is a phenomenal talent, and a great quarterback on the field, but I can't say, you know, I like Deshaun Watson because of these things, um, it's, I'm against everything he's ever done off the field, it's terrible, but I still think if he were to come back, he'd be a top five quarterback in the league, for sure, and this is how he redeemed himself. He has to clear himself and do good on the field. Baltimore, um, obviously, they got to lock up Lamar. Lamar is probably key to Baltimore for the next 10 years. If, God forbid, anything happens to Lamar's knees. Um, you know, Lamar is the product of Mike Vick, in my opinion. Uh, the, the One of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, Lamar. Um, maybe in history, you never even know. Um, but yeah, the Ravens need to get Lamar weapons other than Mark Andrews. Marquise Goodwin's good. I mean, not Marquise. Isn't no Marquise Brown? Marquise Goodwin. Jesus. Um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, is a good second or third string quarter, uh, receiver. Um, you get him a wide receiver one, like maybe Odell. I don't know if it'll happen because the Rams will probably want to lock him up and go run it back. Someone like Chris Godwin or Michael Gallup, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know. You got to get a wide receiver one to compliment and give Lamar, a, you know, an easy target. Cleveland. Cleveland is a team I could definitely see pushing for one of these quarterbacks that are like tradable or in free agents. Um, I don't see Cleveland getting one of them, though, because, I don't know, I feel like Cleveland's a mess with coaching and Baker, but I think Baker stays, um, Baker is what's holding back the Browns, in my opinion, big, that, if you look, I said this in the last podcast, if you look at the Browns roster, they are a top five roster on paper, for sure, but because Baker is so bad, they... Baker brings them down, like, maybe even out of the top 10, because he's just atrocious at quarterback. Uh, Bengals, obviously, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow. Um, I did say Burrow is overrated, but he's not significantly overrated. I'm saying, like, he's not a top 5 yet. He's right outside. On my list, he's 6. He's 100% 6. I could see you putting him... Borderline five. He's right there. If he repeats this year, this coming year, if he repeats, he's top five for me. Maybe even top three. You never know. But 100%, he's top seven for me. Um, I just, the reason why I said he's overrated is because people are having him as his top three, top five talent. I don't see that yet. There's a couple 
quarterbacks that I could see being taken over Joe Burrow. Um, but I still like him a lot. AFC South, we've got the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill had an iffy year. I'm not going to lie to you, but he picked it up a little bit at the end. The Titans' offensive line, to be fair, is garbage. Um, and their their defense actually did well in the playoffs. They held the Bengals to a decent amount of points. Um, the Titans did okay, but they were the first seed. They should have done a lot better. Uh, Tannehill has to step up. Uh, get A.J. Brown. Get Julio Jones going early. You'll get Derrick Henry back. You'll have that run game. Um, but Tannehill has to rely on his receivers more, I feel like. I feel like he's either doing too much or he's doing not enough. And he's got to find the balance. Jacksonville, um, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, he is the future. They just have to build. Again, get a wide receiver one for him. Get him Allen Robinson if you want to. Get him Mike Williams. Get him with that big body guy that he could just toss up a ball to and call it a day. Because that would that would definitely happen if they got someone like Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin or Mike Williams. You know, um, Lawrence would have finally a reliable target and he could actually survive in the pocket if you build that old line. Houston, this is where it gets interesting. I have a lot of quarterback changes coming up in the next, you know, six last six teams. Um, Houston, I had them grabbing Jameis Winston, but it's going to be similar to last year with Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills, but between Jameis Winston and Davis Mills, uh, just like, you know, Houston scrapping for anything, taking guys that want to prove themselves as a starter and just see what they can do. Um, Winston, I feel like, would be a little cheaper than some of these other guys. I don't think Houston gets anyone big. Um, but Davis Mills has a lot of potential, to be fair. I could definitely see Mills starting the season. Um, I just like Winston because, similar to like the Carson Wentz thing, just go and try and redeem yourself, something. you know. Or maybe they keep Tyrod Taylor. You never know. Um, Indianapolis, this is the big one. I got Aaron Rodgers to the, pa- to the Colts along with Devontae Adams. And I could see this being like the blockbuster trade. You know, the Colts give up like tons of picks and tons of like young players to throw in with Carson Wentz and give them to the Packers. And the reason why I say this is because Rodgers, if if he's been completing this entire time about the Packers, you know, O-line and receivers and... Um, coaching and defense, everything about the organization is what making Rodgers upset. The Colts have it better. The Colts' defense, probably a top 10, maybe top 5. They, they, they're they phenomenal. My Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, what else am I going to say? That's amazing to me, first of all. Second of all, that O-line is the only reason, not the only reason, but it's the main reason why Jonathan Taylor ran for 1,800 yards last year. And don't tell me otherwise. Don't tell me that Jonathan Taylor is the most talented back in the league. He's a top five, and I have him at five. But if you tell me that Taylor is the best back in the league, I'll never talk to you again. That is disrespectful to a lot of guys. He's not even top three. He's not top three. That Colts line is the best in the league, and putting a top five back behind that line is what makes Jonathan Taylor even more better. Why people are, you know, they should have gave... You know, the rushing title to the offensive line, not Jonathan Taylor. Because the offensive line, it's phenomenal what they did. I can't I can't put it any other way. I'm, I'm not even saying enough about them. That's how good they are. Um, Michael Pittman, uh, good talent. But if you bring in, obviously, Devontae Adams, 
Um, Pittman gets those num- receiver number twos, and Pittman's already proven himself to, uh, corner number twos. Excuse me, I'm talking really fast right now. Um, Pittman against the corner twos is you feed him all day, and Devontae could shake up anyone in the league anyway. So you have a solid offense there. Obviously, the problem with cap space and trades, not likely to happen. But this is the best fit, in my opinion, is Rodgers to the Colts. Even better than Denver. Even better than Denver, for sure. A hundred percent. The Colts would be contenders if this happened, in my opinion. And I think, you know, uh, Rodgers, to be fair, he did choke. He did awful, actually, in the playoffs. He, I don't know what else to say. But... Even, like, the Packers' defense didn't even do bad. They held the, the Niners to, like, what, 13 points or something like that? It was a low-scoring game. And Rodgers put up a touchdown. A touchdown. The entire game. That's terrible. You know, the Colts would be able to save him, I feel like. There's a lot of aspects to the Colts that, you know, could help out Rodgers. But, you never know. I don't think this will happen. But it'd be really cool to me. Uh, AFC West, the final division. Obviously, rolling with Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. Mahomes probably the best player, best quarterback in the league. Um, there's nothing much to say about that. If the Chiefs fix their defense, they're back to they're back to the uh, Super Bowl. Um, there's no other question about that. Uh, maybe they go out and get another weapon just because. If you look at their receivers, honestly, they're all the same guy. It's just Tyreek Hill is the best of the bunch. Tyreek Hill. Uh, McCall Hardman, um, Byron Pringle, they're the, these fast speed demon receivers. They're just all speed, you know. Um, you know, Hill has good route running, obviously, to complement it, which is why it makes Tyreek a top five receiver. But if you think about it, the Chiefs wouldn't really be anything without Kelsey because Kelsey is that versatile guy that you could put basically anywhere and he'd go up and catch the ball. You know, and because Kelsey's getting older, I say you go out and get a big body receiver kind of guy like Allen Robinson, like Mike Williams, maybe a Michael Gallup who has proven himself to be a great all around receiver. You know, um, the Chiefs could definitely, obviously, their big uh, need for improvement is their defense overall. There's no pass rush, there's nothing. I don't know how they only sacked Joe Burrow once in that game. Um, the Chargers, I could see them rolling with Justin Herbert, obviously. Herbert is a top five quarterback, in my opinion. Um, the Chargers haven't really helped them, honestly. And if they could help them, um, they'd be an elite team. And I feel like the Bengals, the Bengals roster in general is a lot better than the Chargers, which is why people have Burrow higher than the Chargers. Um... Yeah, and then in Denver, I have Kirk Cousins. Yes, Kirk Cousins, because um, if Minnesota doesn't roll, this only works if Derek Carr and Minnesota, you know, find something and Minnesota doesn't want to roll with uh, Kirk Cousins anymore. Denver, I could see only because Cousins would be phenomenal in the Broncos' offense. Uh, The O-line is good. They have great receivers if they stay healthy. Kirk Cousins has great run support with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. If Melvin Gordon stays, I don't know yet. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But either way, Javante Williams is still growing to be one of the best, better backs in the league. 
feel like Kirk Cousins would no longer be hated on or, you know, looked as overrated or whatever. Because he isn't. He had, what, seven picks or something like that last year, this past year? Seven picks and like 30 touchdowns. How was that? I, he's a top, maybe like top seven quarterback for me. A hundred percent. He's hated for no reason in my opinion. And then the Raiders, to finish off, I have them just grabbing, you know, like uh, similar to the, the Texans, similar to the Seahawks. They just grabbed Tyrod Taylor uh, purely because he's cheap and he could just fill it in because I think the Raiders should go into rebuild mode. But yeah, uh, those are my predictions for who will be the starting quarterbacks for the NFL season in 2022. It's not likely. Again, obviously the Rodgers trade, Wilson, the Buccaneers, cap space. A lot of stuff needs to happen in order for these guys to end up where I said they will end up. But I went off purely best fit and I think would work for the organization the best. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys like this list. Uh, Let me know if you disagree or anything like that. I don't know. Uh, Everyone's allowed to have opinions, I guess. I'm definitely wrong about a ton of them, but... I just think they would be most interesting and best fitting. Uh, Again, thank you guys for the support. This is actually amazing. I didn't think, you know, so many people would actually listen to this podcast, but it's actually really fun now. Um, Yeah, thanks again. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves.